On this episode of That One Movie Podcast, we're going to take a look at ISS, International Space Station. Not in school suspension. Yeah, in school suspension. <laughs> uh, you know, the United States and the cosmonauts, the astronauts versus the cosmonauts. They, they should have thought of a better title for this movie. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, but we're going to dive into that review. We'll talk about spoilers, but we'll start off non-spoilers. We'll warn you before we, you know, reveal any plot details. So if you want to jump straight to that review, check on the time codes down in the description. Beforehand, we're going to talk about some of the things that happened in the world of entertainment this week, including... Yeah, we're going to talk about a trailer for Spaceman. We're going to talk about how apparently Andrew Garfield is no longer in Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. <gasps> And also uh, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, the new game had a little bit of a showcase, so I'll talk about that a bit too. Ooh, awesome. Again, jump down into the time or into the description for any of those time codes if you want to go right to those discussions. Otherwise, stick around for the whole show. I am Jimmy Uthi. I'm Holden Sutter. And it's time for Tomp. Tom. That one movie podcast. All right, Jimmy, before we talk ISS, let's do some toms. Yes, let's talk about the toms. The toms, the toms, the toms, the toms. Tom's is a rapid fire segment in which we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron somewhere in between. Oh yeah, Jimmy, let's get to it. Trailer for Spaceman. It is Adam Sandler. He's in space. It's it's a talking Paul Dano spider, spider thing. Spider, space spider. Yeah, so yeah, it's, this is a new uh, Netflix sci-fi drama directed by Johan Renk. Uh, who's previously did the Chernobyl series, which we quite enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he's also like a musician and stuff, quite a versatile man. Uh, but Some Breaking Bad episodes as well. You yes. Mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of this trailer? Ah, wow. It's, you know, it's one of those just sci-fi, just pure sci-fi. <laughs> what's real? What isn't real? Mm-hmm. I, look, I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to like this movie. I think it's going to be boring. Um, but I want it to be good and I want to like it. I just am like, oh no, it's going to be really slow and pondering and everybody's going to love it. Um, and I'm just going to say, you know, I think it's good. I just didn't like it. That's kind of where I'm thinking this is going. Sure. I hope it's good. I really hope it's a big swing, you know, space spider who, who on earth talking space spider who on earth comes up with it's quite a turn in a, in the trailer too. I was Mm -hmm. not expecting it at first. So, yeah. So it, I'm glad we're getting something unique out of Netflix that they can just they have their Netflix money that apparently they don't make, but they spend anyway, yep. that they're just <laughs> spending on this movie. Uh, it's a big swing. Johan Rank is a established TV director. Mm-hmm. Um, the writer, Kobe Day, hasn't really, doesn't have really that many credits. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I hope it works well so these guys can, you know, have a, stepping stone to the next film they want to make but uh obviously rooting for this one just skeptical as to whether or not i will like it just because i'm gonna it's gonna you know it's very looks very self-contained on this ship uh with just adam sandler and this this space spider and depressed adam sandler do you think they're gonna be intimate i don't know i was wondering that maybe uh and uh (laughs) it's carrie 
Mulligan. Mulligan. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Mulligan. Wife back on home and on home. I'm back on home. home. <laughs> <laughs> on Earth. On the home world. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'll give it a, a, a Brokaw, our highest rating. Why not? Uh, I'm rooting for it. <laughs> I just don't think I'll like it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I think the trailer looks good. I mean, I'm always down for an Adam Sandler gives a, a good performance movie, which you get one every few years. So that's mm-hmm. that's fun. Um, they should remake this movie, but with like 1990s Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, that'd be funny. Just the same exact premise, just completely different take. Yeah, for him from like the Water Boy or Little Nicky or the something. The spider just bit my hiney. Ow! Ouch, spider. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, looks looks like it'll be cool. It'll be a bit a bit mind bending and everything. Um, yeah, I'm interested in it. I'll probably watch it. On we'll see. Maybe it's good. Broca. Cast away for Adam Sandler. Do you think the yeah. spider's real? I don't uh I no. don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like I feel like the obvious answer would be no, but I feel like I want to say yes. I no, feel like spider's not real. You don't think the spider's real. But the spider was with him, it was in him the whole yeah, time. The spider was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. It's the part of himself that he's discovering. Yeah. And he's spider. gonna and he's gonna love his wife at the end or something. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's happening there? Anyway, I think it'd be great if Spider was real. I I want Spider to be. I real. want Spider to be. I real. I want Paul Dana Spider to be real. Yes. Anyway, not real, real, <laughs> but real for the movie. Uh, next up, uh, the Emmys happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of awards, uh, except not for one show in particular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Better Call Saul has now officially uh, gone has the record of most nominations with least amount of wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 53 nominations over its entire run with no wins. Absolutely. It's incredible. Insane. Right? I think it's because nobody saw that. I think the people voting on the Emmys probably did not watch better call. Saul. you don't think so. No. Why not? Cause they're like, Oh, I saw breaking bad. Yeah. I, I don't need to watch better call. Saul. yeah, I just don't <laughs> think people, I mean, a lot of people just didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, people it, didn't the the first few seasons or whatever you know weren't the high action of Breaking Bad. So I think a lot of people who are more like the Breaking Bad fans just were like, ah, oh, and they just didn't watch yeah. it. So <laughs> I honestly, I just like I think people didn't watch it, and that's why it didn't win anything. Also, mm-hmm. Succession happened, and Game of Thrones also was happening. Yeah, that, that's kind of the big thing was, especially in its second half, Succession was happening, and Succession swept these Emmys. In fact. Um, I think it won best drama, um, but it won like all of the acting ones too. Um, yeah, Sarah Snook won for best actress, Karen Culkin, best actor, um, supporting actor. Yeah. Matthew McFadden. I was going to say, yeah, it was, it was a bunch of, bunch of succession people. Unfortunately, I, the one that I was surprised by though is supporting actress for drama. Rhea Seahorn lost to Jennifer Coolidge from white Lotus. Mm-hmm. which like she's very good in white Lotus, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think she holds a candle personally to racy. Nobody watched it. Holman. Yeah. And it also came out right. a long time ago. Yeah. And not only did it come out a long time ago, but the Emmys have been delayed too. like it uh, from, from the point where it got nominated to where it is now, it's probably like the biggest gap of any show. So I don't know. Disappointing beef won a bunch. Both of the lead actors won. I think it also won for best miniseries. Bear swept. People are winning awards for the Jeffrey Dahmer show. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at that. How long ago did that come out? I never watched that. That was good. Yeah. Interesting. Beef beef was great. Beef Uh, beef was was excellent. I 
I'm glad Beef won a lot of stuff. If you haven't watched Beef yet on Netflix, go check it out. The Bear pretty much swept everything for comedy in terms of like uh, writing and acting and everything. Um, yeah, I guess those are that's kind of the main stuff. Mostly the Bear, Beef, and Succession won like everything. I think like Barry won like a stunt coordination thing, but yeah, <laughs> I forgot Barry ended. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So pretty much just three shows swept the Emmys. Disappointing Better Call Saul didn't win. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, it, uh, 53 nominations or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, it I, it's almost more significant that it had so many nominations and didn't win than it did win anything. Yeah, you know? nominations in a way are still recognition of its accomplishments, but yeah, it's just, it's it stinks. But I saw this compilation of like, every year that Bob Odenkirk was nominated and like didn't win like his reaction on like the little, little squares or whatever that come up. And it's just like, he gets more and more sad as it goes on. <laughs> feel bad for him. <laughs> Who was best actor? Uh, best actor for a drama. Uh, it was Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Nice. Which yeah. is very good. He's, he was excellent. So yeah, I don't know. Emmys thoughts. I, I mean, look, Succession season four was fantastic. It was they nailed good. it. Yeah. And Better Call season six, Better Call Saul season six was also fantastic. So if, I, if, if I had to pick, I'd probably like Better Call Saul more. But I think in general, I just like Better Call Saul more than Succession. But mm-hmm. they're it's very close. They're both great. They're two of the great shows of all time, yeah. I would say. And it, <laughs> and I haven't seen The Bear yet, but everybody loves The Bear. So yeah. I mean, just the very top heavy TV show years mm-hmm. last couple of years so yeah no i have no problems with it uh bummer that you know i, I would have liked to see raya seahorn win mm-hmm. or anything maybe for bob odenkirk um but look i mean that when once succession season four came out i was like it's it's not gonna happen yeah there's there's no chance that's uh, too bad um but yeah the, the emmys sure i'll give it to brokaw why not sure good job All good shows good job emmy winners of the bear, but. um jimmy Andrew Garfield has apparently dropped out of Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein and has been replaced by Jacob Elordi. And Jacob Elordi, uh, who played Elvis Presley in the Priscilla movie, he was just in Saltburn as well. Mm. Very tall man from Euphoria. Uh, he apparently, uh, he confirmed that he is playing Frankenstein's monster in this movie. Gar- uh, Andrew Garfield apparently dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. So, What's Andrew Garfield making instead then? Who knows? Spider-Man, Spider-Man perhaps? Three. I don't know. <laughs> Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. of Madam Web. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Guillermo del Toro, legendary film director. I'm going to nope out of your movie to film a, a cameo for Madam Web. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Jacob Elordi, he's getting a lot of work recently. He's very talented. Uh, he has definitely the height to be a freaking... <laughs> he is so tall. This man, I think, is like 6'7". Wow. 6'5", something like that. Very tall. Got the stature for it. I think it'd be cool. So I, I am not familiar with his work at all. So I am going to go with the Bergeron for sure. lack of for lack of knowledge here. I'll go for a Bergeron. I like him a lot. I am disappointed Andrew Garfield dropped out because he, he's also very good. But yeah, Bergeron. There we go. Uh, Jimmy, uh, it was confirmed this week that uh, Chad Stahelski's next movie is not Ghost of Tsushima. It no. is Highlander. Which we have talked. He's about making a movie about an SUV yeah. or a crossover, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, yeah, no, it's a reboot of the classic like '80s franchise of the same name. I would previously talked about Henry Cavill is is uh, attached to star in it. 
Um, I don't know much about Highlander. Uh, if Chad Stahelski is attached, I'm interested, but yeah, I don't know much about it. He's making that. a movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of Revenge oh of the Sith. Gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go Bombadil just because I want to see Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I, you know... And this movie, I'm still looking forward to this movie. Yeah, yeah, is, of course. But I just, for the sake of drama, Holden, Bombadil, because I want Ghost of Tsushima. I can't get enough of Jin Sakai. I'll, I'll give it a Bombadil as well. I, my, like, I think I'm being a bit of a pessimist. I'm worried that Ghost of Tsushima movie is just never going to happen. Well, you know, unless they're like, well, look, you know, PlayStation's like, or Sony's like, hey, look, Chad, like, Ghost of Tsushima 2 is coming out like 2025 or whatever, mm-hmm. 2026. Maybe make this movie, then the Ghost of Tsushima movie will be more lined up with the second game or yeah, something. Maybe. Here's hoping. Still hope it happens. Uh, speaking of PlayStation movies, though, Jimmy, <gasps> uh, apparently they're making an Until Dawn movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, David F. Sandberg, uh, who directed oh, yeah. Lights Out, Annabelle Creation, and both Shazam films, is directing. Uh, Good Gary, for him. Yeah. Gary Dauberman is writing it. He wrote basically every Conjuring spinoff except for The Nun 2, as well as both It movies. That's pretty impressive for a Doberman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Sony's, Sony's Screen Gems, who's producing, uh, described it as a love letter to the horror genre, which is what the game is anyway. Uh, what do you think about an Until Dawn movie? Unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> why just play the game? <laughs> the game is already, like, I mean, it is a large part of it is, like, an interactive movie and everything. Very and I feel fun. Like, yeah, and I feel like a lot of the appeal of the game is, like, the choices you can make and the consequences yeah. of those choices. So now, like, unless they come up with something very creative, which they could, they're going to have to come up with, like, a definitive, like, timeline. Yeah, you could, like, Netflix bandersnatch it or something. That could be interesting. But, um, I don't know. I, I, unnecessary, uh, but uh, fun. I like Until Dawn. I, I don't know if the, like, the story and the lore is enough to, like, make it worth seeing as a movie. It's like, just like, it was just a really fun thing to play. So, will it translate into a movie? I don't know. I'll go Bergeron. Good for David F. Sandberg. He seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shazam 2 was not the movie. I think he probably hoped it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it'd be cool if he, he had you another hit. Put, you don't think he wanted the Skittles in there? <laughs> I don't even remember the <laughs> oh, Skittles. Yeah, there's it's big Skittles product placement all over that movie. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't. I I forgot that movie. Fair. Did that come out last year? <laughs> yeah, that was like March last year. It feels like wow. ages ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm iffy on it because it is takes Ra- away the Rami choice. Malek going to be in it again? Yeah, that's why I was like. That's the other thing about it is that you have these actors that are, it has pretty good motion capture in it. Um, and it's just, they're literally just like playing motion captured versions of themselves and everything. So I think it would be, you'd probably just have to get a new cast. Yeah, you probably I don't couldn't know. even. I don't know. It'd be weird. Yeah, it would be. It will be weird because you will have to make a definitive version of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll just look at the stats and figure out the choices that were made at each crew and pick whatever was most picked. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fun game. I recommend playing it if you have a PlayStation. Yeah, I'll give it. And a you Bergeron. like horror? I'll give it a Bergeron. Could be interesting. Like the game. I got to. Yeah, I got to finish the quarry still. Yeah, with my sister whenever she's back in town. Uh, Jimmy, other news: some more White Lotus season three cast was (gasps) announced. Uh, Walton Goggins, 
Uh, Walton Goggins. Yeah, he's he's in it, which wow. I love Walton Goggins. I think he he's very good. Uh, he's in like the Hateful Eight, Justified. He's the Thank bad you. guy in the Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, he, to bring originality <laughs> to that. Yeah. Alicia Vikander, Tomb Raider. What year did that come out? 2019 that was 20, pre-podcast but it seemed, it was still a while ago 2018 mm-hmm. what a movie that just disappeared into the ether mm-hmm. with it's just saw-esque ending where it just black and white like flash cut cut away twist i don't even remember that that's my that's my uh, shazam skittles bit for this podcast i don't remember that <laughs> I, i'm even more impressed you remember that though that forgettable movie very forgettable <laughs> But also uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger, uh, for, who was in Gen V, he was uh, the guy who... Luke? Was he Luke? Yeah, he was Luke. The main, the kid at the beginning. Yeah, the kid at the beginning. The super golden boy. Yes. Uh, and Amy Lou Wood, Amy Lou Wood, uh, who was in Sex Education, which I've seen some of. She's very good. Mm. So, yeah, thoughts on, on any of these? Uh, whatever, sure. Uh uh, Bergeron, I, no, not no strong opinion here. Nothing super positive, super negative. These people, I haven't seen Amy Lou Wood, but Walton Goggins, Patrick Schwarzenegger were good in what I've seen them in. Yeah, I'll give it a Broca. Uh, Walton Goggins was, uh, I, I think he's, he's one of my favorite, just like bit part actors. Whenever <laughs> he shows up in things, I'm always, I'm always happy. So yeah, uh, Jimmy. Uh, a movie about SNL's early days is being made. Wow. Apparently. You know, back when it was just really good. Yeah, Saturday Night back Live. Back when everything was so funny and just everything was amazing and it all holds up really well. Yeah, it's it is it's the funniest thing you've ever seen if you go back and watch Chevy it. Chevy right Chase now. is so hilarious. No <laughs> one even holds a candle. Holden. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jason Reitman is writing and directing uh, the movie. It's called SNL 1975, apparently. Um, Jason Reitman previously did that Ghostbusters Afterlife, but he also did like Juno up in the air, some some critically acclaimed movies in the past. Uh, G- Gabriel LaBelle, who played Sammy Fableman in The Fablemans, mm. uh, is apparently playing a young Lorne Michaels, who's the producer mm-hmm. of, of SNL. Uh, Cooper Hoffman, who is the male lead of Licorice Pizza, is a play, apparently playing mm. NBC exec Dick Ebersole. And Rachel Sennett, who is in Bodies, 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 and Bottoms, uh, plays Michael's ex-wife, Rosie Schuster. Mm. I like all these people. Hopefully Jason Reitman is the right man for the job. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a bro call. Why not? I can't wait for my parents to be like, oh, I, I, movie of I know all these things. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a movie where it's you're, you're just going to have a lot of like people playing young versions of famous people. Like a lot of just cameos. You'll have like a young Bill Murray or a young, yeah. you know, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. People playing. I'm them. Steve Martin. Yeah. I wasn't Steve part Martin. of the cast, but I hosted a bunch. I hosted a bunch. Yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron. Uh, I mean, I like the cast. Jason Reitman. I, I mean, I at least like Juno and, you know, Ghostbusters Afterlife was OK. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm really interested in like particularly a, a movie about SNL from 1975, because as as we were, you know, joking earlier, it's really not that funny <laughs> if you go back. I think original SNL is maybe the most overrated comedy. Like I what like. Wow, it's offensive. There's like, this whole, hilarious. There's like, this whole like discussion online that like what whatever you grew up with you think is the best SNL, which is maybe true, but I I still think like mid two thousands, late late two thousands is the funniest to me. Which I don't know. Would I be think, what I grew up. With. I think all SNL is very hit or miss. It's like, true. Like you just 
You're every it, every generation's gonna have amazing sketches that are absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious, and eighty percent of them are just gonna be absolutely nothing. Like and I, those, and you never hear about those because yeah. you always there's always like there's always a couple dozen that you hear about from like each era or whatever yeah. that hold up pretty well. But yeah. that is like well, just twenty percent of the yeah. sketches. I, th- really. I I don't think any era is better than the others. Yeah. I just think like twenty percent of the sketches are really good. They really, prob- and if you're like, oh, I, you just remember the sketches from the time that you consistently watched it. Yep. You're going to be watching like, oh, most of this stuff isn't even funny. Well, that's what SNL has been like forever. They have to write new material every week, an hour of new material. I think it also just depends on like what cast you like to like it. I mean, it's constantly changing and everything. And I, I personally impartial to the cast of that mid two thousands era. Like Jimmy Fallon. Holden's a big Jimmy Fallon guy. Late 90s, right? I don't know. I thought he was around in the. I thought he was around in the two thousands. I guess maybe I'm thinking late two thousands, early twenty tens when you've got like Andy Samberg, uh, Tina Fey. I guess would be writing, starring Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader. Yeah, kind of that that era. Was Kate McKinnon around yet? Then maybe end of that. Yeah. Keenan, I Kenan I mean Thompson's I remember like, he, like yeah. 2001 or something. He's been around that long, I, or maybe not that long. Mid 2000s, he's been around a long time. Yeah, consistently very funny. Yeah, um, yeah. There we go. I'm what's what's the uh, Pete Davidson? Pete he's, Davidson. Yeah. Is he still on SNL? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he seems too famous to be on SNL anymore. Yeah. Anyway, I don't watch it anymore. I don't either. Not unless there's like a, a viral sketch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, last bit of news and and most of all here, Polar Express. This is not the last bit of movie. Well, last bit of movie news uh, and most exciting of all. Apparently they're making a Polar Express two, according to the producer of the first movie, Gary, Gary Goatsman, Gary Getsman. And I, I only am interested if Tom Hanks mocaps all the roles again. And we get be exclusive. I forgot. Yeah, I he wanted, did like multi, I, he did so many. Roles I want him. I want it to just be the footage of him going around the mocap suit. I don't want an animated movie. I just want him. Well, yeah, doing it, all it, the actions. I, I'm not sure I've ever. I don't know if I've seen footage of him doing it at Polar Express, but I want something like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in the Hobbit. Movies. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. I want Tom Hanks doing that, and in the background, it's Benedict Cumberbatch playing Smaug. Yeah, which is a classic. If you haven't seen that behind the scenes footage, very funny. He mm-hmm. gets so into it. Boy, uh, I'm indifferent. I don't like Polar Express, so I'm going to give it a bombadil. <laughs> I don't want to see a sequel. And it's probably going to be Robert Zemeckis, who is... Flip a coin. We say flip a coin, but I feel like it's more <laughs> hit or... It's more missed than hit at this point. <laughs> Russian roulette. <laughs> but if you get shot, it's good. Russian roulette, but five of the chambers are loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, now on to a little bit of Tog. Our That One Gaming Podcast. Famous... Mm semi-recurring segment here but uh somewhat of a a big one holden it's a little bit movie related but there was an xbox showcase and as you know we're we're big playstation fanboys over Mm -hmm. here um but uh xbox showcase indiana jones and the great circle we got some footage we got a little bit of gameplay a little story trailer um you know Initial reactions to this what uh, Xbox slash PC exclusive not coming to the PlayStation. Um, what are your initial thoughts? Did you first of all, did you see did you end up watching the full like thirteen minute no. version thing? Okay, I just watched the gameplay trailer. Okay, so, so I watched um, a little bit more of that. Okay. Yeah, in terms of the gameplay trailer, I mean it looks interesting. It's it's made by Machine Games, which is under Bethesda Zenimax, so they got bought up in that acquisition a few years back. Uh, but Matt Machine Games previously did the Wolfenstein reboot games, which 
Very good. Really like that. Um, this is a uh, first person uh, adventure game. Seems to have, you know, there's the whip, you got guns, you got punching, classic Indiana Jones stuff. Seems like there's going to be some stealth and everything. Yep. Um, which is in line with how they did it in the Wolfenstein games. I feel like their their experience on Wolfenstein is going to help out a lot here um, because gameplay-wise and, I mean, setting-wise to an extent, I guess, um, you can, you know, there's a lot of crossover, I think. I think it was smart for them to do it in first person and everything, um, even though there, there seems to be some discourse about that online. Um, I've kind of I warmed th- I up would to have, it. I would have preferred third person. Mm-hmm. Um I just, I, the first person, I just like the game, like first person works great for guns. I think I, I just like Indiana Jones and Ray use his gun that often. Yeah, it's probably so, not going to be an all the time thing. Um, we'll see. I mean, it, obviously we, you have to play it before you can really judge the gameplay aspect of it. Uh, but, um, it is, it's first person, but there are like whenever you're doing platforming or kind of doing specific things where you're climbing or, or something like that, line. it will go to third person. Um, it yeah. just for puzzles and stuff, it makes sense to me. They went watching the full 13 minute kind of presentation thing. One of the things they got into is it's they said adventure first and they said, um, more puzzles than uh, action. That makes sense. And the, but then they said the majority, like the majority, I want to say they said the majority. I, I might be quoting that wrong. A very significant amount of the puzzles will be optional. And I thought that was very curious because this game from the gameplay trailer seems quite linear. Yeah. And that's what I would think you would want to make an Indiana Jones game very linear, a la Uncharted Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb Raider, you know, you got to the, I never did play the, the third one, whatever that one's shadow, shadow of the, the Tomb Raider, shadow of the Tomb Raider, the planet of the apes. All right. But that second one, you had like little kind of hub things where it's like, okay, here's the main story, but there's a tomb over here. You can check yeah, out. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a little bit like that. Um, I, I just thought that was a very curious comment. Like, Oh, there's going to be these puzzles, but you don't have to do them. They're like yeah. going to be optional things on the side. Because I'm like, this is not a game. I'm looking for a lot of side content. Well, I just kind of want a nice focused story. Unless they, unless they said it differently, I wonder. There, there's some games that like for accessibility reasons, you can just like skip the mm-hmm. puzzles. So I wonder if that's what well, they, they mean. Well, no, they said they were like, we create a lot of puzzles. There will be like s- several of them in the like in the main story, but a lot of them will be optional. Hmm. Like it sounded the way it was phrased when I watched it the one time <laughs> in the Popeye's parking lot waiting for Holden to arrive. They, they made it sound like th- that there were going to be some ones that you're required to do in the sure, story. Sure. And then there was additionally all these optional ones. Interesting. So okay. unless I'm interpreting that incorrectly, which could be possible, that's, mm. that's what I kind of gained from the, the trailer um, or from the kind of d- extended, cut of them talking about everything yeah yeah um story-wise it's set in between uh raiders and the last crusade yep. no big surprise there looks like world war ii is going on yeah i mean nazis still around so makes sense um yeah i think it's i'm i'm convinced like great circle not a great title no lame title yeah um but I'm kind of convinced that this may be the the avenue of storytelling for Indiana Jones. Like, 
with the you said Troy Baker is voicing him. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, absolutely insane. Harrison Ford is a hard voice to emulate. Mm-hmm. And he nailed it. Like, yeah, it sounds exactly voice. like I him. Think, the cadence is perfect. I think the face is actually pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like you run the risk of being uncanny Valley with that, but I think it, it looks pretty good, honestly. Yeah. So get the Harrison Ford experience without Harrison Ford, I guess. Yeah. And they said that the cutscenes were third person as well. Um, yeah. But they just, I think they just nailed the vibe with that. Um, so it makes me like, what? Is this kind of, you know, this is this where we're going to get our Indiana Jones stories now? And I, I'm there used to be a lot of Indiana Jones games like in yeah. the 90s, early 2000s. And then they kind of just stopped. Yeah, I had one on this Nintendo 64 that there was like this underwater puzzle that when I was like 10 years old, I could not figure out. I mm-hmm. think it was Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to play what's like the Emperor's Tomb or something. Mm. Uh, because that's about Chin Shir Wong and the Terracotta Warriors. What system which is I that on? Do you know? Teach about uh, that might be Xbox 360. Let's see, uh, or or uh, maybe Xbox. Indian. It must be Xbox. Yeah, I feel like by the 360 era, they yeah. kind of stopped making it. 2003. So yeah, Xbox. We can get it on Steam. Looks like maybe. Wow, look at that. Six I'm, bucks. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to play it on anything though. Yeah. True. But uh, yeah, no, I want to check that one out eventually. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just think that like, I hope this does well so we can get a lot of games mm-hmm. uh, or at least several games in this kind of time. Uh, you get to go. They talked about there's a few locations you go to. One of them is the Great Pyramids. So nice. I'm very excited about that. Uh, looks like you're going to the Vatican to other places. Um, but yeah, no, I... I'm really excited about this because Indiana Jones is one of my favorite franchises. It's the one that got me into movies. I literally teach ancient history. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of my favorite things culminating. And I'm excited because I'll have a, an Xbox to play this on. So, yeah. so you know, there we go. Exciting. I, I was telling Jimmy that uh, for me, the first person I think makes sense because it distinguishes it more from Uncharted. Mm-hmm. So I think in... The switching is kind of weird. I'm not, I'm not convinced about that. Granted, it might it it's probably the best option in some in some cases, um, but yeah, I I think it'll be interesting to do first person. And there are some games that do like first person melee combat so and do it pretty well. So I think there there's a template for that that you could go off of. So I don't know. I don't know. I I am just not convinced that that will be satisfying. I hope 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 hope. Beyond it's gonna be it's gonna be a that it's good big sound design thing I think <laughs> in terms yes. of if that's satisfying so um but this is clearly at the top of my anticipated games now because it was announced for 2024 so there we go oh it was yes that's in the extended one so this is my most anticipated game of 2024 now sorry oh. rise of Ronin oh Final Fantasy is still number one for me <laughs> <laughs> there we go um but yeah no bad name. Bad name. Good looking trailer. The graphics not super impressive. I uh the slight tangent here. I saw this like list that someone made of like movie titles that would make a much better like Indiana Jones subtitle just in general. There was like like Steven Spielberg's Empire of the Sun, like Indiana Jones yeah. and the Empire of the Sun. And there's just a bunch of those I thought was it was a fun. Yeah, I saw a Reddit list that um it was like Doctor Who titles. Oh, sure. episode titles that, and they were fantastic. Yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, there's a lot of those that would probably work. Like in the Ark of Infinity, of some, there's something <laughs> like that. I mean, really, Indiana Jones and the 
any, you can make anything sound cool. Great circle. Great circle. No, they, like, <laughs> Like should have just left it with the Latin, like and the circus magni or something like that. Even mm. that sounds cooler. That sounds way cooler. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's stupid. <laughs> dumb, dumb title. Dial of Destiny, Great Circle. What's with these titles? Dial of Destiny is better than the Great Circle. It is, but I also remember when that when that was first announced, we were both kind of like, eh. you were mainly a. I'm gonna give this a broke <laughs> hold, and I'm excited. I love Indiana Jones. Please be good. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw, even though I probably will not play it for a long time because I don't have a system. I'll lend you it, Olin. <laughs> I'll say, Olin, this is so good. You got to play it. Oh, nice thing is, right, you can just buy Game Pass for a month and then you just have it? Yeah, because right? they, they do first, like, they do, like, concurrent releases on Game Pass for the most part. Yeah, so that's my plan then. Nice. Right? Uh, otherwise, that's it for news, right, this week, Olin? Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, let's go on to our review of... Tompies. Oh, Tompies, that's right, of Popeyes. And yes, we do have to talk about Popeyes this week. Uh, it was it was, it was was a good experience overall, uh, but we get there. Uh, it is a very cold night out, blizzardy, um, and they, they're very low-staffed is, we think, the reason. Maybe also supply chain Very low-supplied. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we get there, and this very friendly worker uh, tells us that uh, we can only buy what they have like on hand, like what they have prepared. Cause I think they're, they're going like, to close up once. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Jones. Jay, Friendly guy. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he uh, apparently sang a nice song for the customer in front of us. Exclusive for her. Oh, nice. He said no singing for us. That was a <laughs> one time experience. Oh, for okay. Her. Okay. I didn't pick up on that. Um, very friendly, probably the most friendly, nice, upbeat, outgoing Popeye's. Yeah, I feel like the person we've ever just met crushes people, but not him. He's got a good spirit. He was just like, <laughs> "Hey guys, welcome. I'll just let you know we have we don't like here are the three side. We have like red beans and rice, m- mashed potatoes and coleslaw are like the three sides tonight. Uh, I have very limited chicken. I'm selling what I have, and then I'm closing for the night. And this was like six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, l- terrible weather in South Dakota this last week. So. Um, mm-hmm. That makes probably sense. just a supply chain issue. They, uh, uh, I mean, they, they had the chicken we wanted, right? Yeah. Like they, they had five tenders left. So I got a five piece tenders, <laughs> which was nice. Um, you got your chicken. Did mm-hmm. they have dark meat? No, they did. Okay. And he was talking about how good dark meat was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yep. Yeah, people sleep on the dark meat, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's the best stuff. Uh, I got red beans and rice. Um, he prepared it a special way. I did not like the way he prepared it, unfortunately. But we didn't but have a control to compare yeah, it with. Yeah, I don't know if that's just red be- their normal red beans and rice. I'd never had Popeye's red beans and rice before, so hard to tell. I think he put like the garlic Parmesan sauce on there or something. Yeah, which I think was my issue because I'm not a big Parmesan guy. Do you like garlic yeah. though? The, yeah, the mashed potato. I got the mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm-hmm. Was I'm not a huge huge mashed potatoes and gravy person. It was a little strange tasting. Hmm. I did miss the fries. I was like, yeah, I would Popeye's have liked fries are so good. It was, I would it have was liked missed. my greasy fries. Um, so that was a little bit of a disappointment, but I got my chicken. That's the main thing. Uh, and it was fun to meet Jay. So overall, great, great experience at Popeye's. Yeah. Very unique. The gift that keeps on giving uh, a Brokaw for me. Definitely. Yeah. Brokaw for me too. Really liked it. Yeah. Awesome. Nice guy. 
Now we can dive into our view. Holden, thank you for reminding me. We yeah. would have missed out on that great, <laughs> great Popeye's anecdote there. Uh, now we are going to dive into our non-spoiler. All right. That's right. Spoiler-free uh, thoughts on ISS. ISS, the uh, new sci-fi film uh, from Gabriella Calperthwaite, I think is how you say her name. Uh, she did, directed Blackfish, the documentary. Yeah, What's this? about the orcas. About the orcas, very famous one, uh, but this is not a documentary. No, not. Well, it's a predictive of the future. Yes. Here's our synopsis. All intentions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station when a worldwide conflict breaks out on Earth. Soon, the U.S. and Russian astronauts each receive orders from the ground. Take control of the station by any means necessary. Bum, bum, bum. Yes. Great premise. Great premise. Great trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. the, The trailer was interesting. Um I this movie I feel like had like no marketing behind it. I and no. like we so we saw this in a completely empty theater opening night. Um again, which, not great weather. Yeah, not great weather. It was the same night as the Popeye's journey. Um but I have like I've seen like no one talk about this movie really. Like there's there's a couple like, you know, I've seen a review pop up here or there online, but I've seen like really no discussion and like on social media or anything. I haven't really seen like social media ads or anything. I don't know anyone that has like heard of this movie aside from us, honestly. Well, it came out like the trailer dropped and then it was out. Like, yeah, it's like oh, it it's like came, oh, that looks interesting, and trailer, then oh, this movie's out. It's probably a month and a half, two months ago the trailer dropped. Was yeah. it that long? I think ago? so. Yeah, okay. I think so. But regardless, that's still a pretty short time. Um, but. Yeah. I like this movie, Holden. I it's not a great movie. It doesn't quite live up to the premise, but I had enough fun with like it was just like a nice fun movie to see in the thrill in the theater. It reminded me a little bit of like nonstop. Like one of those Liam Neeson movies <laughs> where it's like you just go, and you're like, this is not like a fantastic movie, but it's yeah, like it's- you you're you're like kind of trying to figure out what's going on. And the ending is not doesn't quite pull it all together. But you had a good time. And, you know, so it's like it's only 90 minutes. I really liked the premise. I thought for the most part, especially inside the International Space Station, it was very convincing looking. Yeah, it looked great. Great set design for the inside of the space station. I don't know how, like, accurate it is to how the actual... ISS looks. Oh, there's like a spacewalk, and I've done like a VR spacewalk demo, and it... It was very similar to okay. at least the the beginning of the spacewalk was very similar to the beginning, like the actual spacewalk huh. uh, in uh, this VR demo that I've done for like the International Space Station. Um, so um, I mean, I'm sure that there's so many things there that are inaccurate yeah, about this movie. Yeah, probably. Like someone's so. literally got like a blowtorch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's not going to be allowed. <laughs> um, but um, I. I like this. I thought the performances were pretty good. I thought it was pretty well directed, pretty well mm-hmm. paced. There would be some things I would change about it. Um, it doesn't live up to the concept completely, but I just had I had fun watching it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is a movie that's going to like kind of be forgotten, but it, it's a little bit like... Um, 
the way Gran Turismo was for me this last year. Like, it's mm. not going to be in my top 10 at, when we go sure, back. Yeah. And it's not going to be mentioned for anything. But it was much better than I thought it was going to be. And I just had, like, a good time with it. I honestly, I was, I was thinking about it after seeing the movie. I feel like I have a very similar opinion to this movie as Book of Clarence. Honestly, I think it's I think there's a lot of like very different movies, obviously. very different movies. But I feel like there's a lot of crossover in in the things I like and dislike about each. Like, I think the movie is shot very well. I think it's a gorgeous looking movie and everything. And I think ultimately for me, it's the script that fails it. Yeah. So and I they're both movies that came, that I was not super aware of, like prior to seeing them. ISS, I had seen the trailer a couple times, but um they're both like decent, uh, if not exceptional January releases, I think. Mm-hmm. Like if this is like kind of the, the, the January crop, it gets me excited for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, because these are two kind of swings, you mm-hmm. know, at least. And I, I don't know. I just thought it was very entertaining if nothing else. Um, yeah. And, and I thought it was going to be the, the writing isn't amazing, but I, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. Like it could, much, it much, could it could be have been so worse. much worse. Yeah, it, the when you, with a concept like this, you have you know a couple semi recognizable faces in the cast and everything. It's released in January. It could be complete trash in terms of in, like writing and everything. It could be just really stupid. It has a high concept that it could just completely not live up to. As you said, I don't think it completely utilizes that premise to its fullest, but it's not like it's not awful. So, no. which I think is an achievement. It's better than that. I'm going to compare it to two Cloverfield movies here in a second. Okay. Uh it's very <laughs> I think it's very similar to 10 Cloverfield Lane. I don't think it's as good as 10 Cloverfield Lane, but it's a it is like a contained not quite sure what's actor. going on. Who is the same actor? Uh, Christian in this movie. John Gallagher Jr. is the guy. He is. Yeah. Which I, I did not realize that. When, I didn't realize that until after I watched the movie. So when when I was watching this movie, the guy who plays Christian, who's like one of the main the main guys in it, I could I was gonna bet money he was a character from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He looked like this. Uh, if you've seen It's Always Sunny, the character just called the waiter, mm-hmm. uh, who is a reoccurring very funny bit part in that. He looked exactly like him, but uh, yeah, John Gallagher Jr. is the actor's name. And I think part of the reason, like, this is one of the only movies he's been in, I guess, where he doesn't have facial hair. Oh, so he yeah. looks very unrecognizable in that regard. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. And he's also in he's Hush. Hush. He's the He's like the guy in Hush, mm. which I don't like Hush that much. I didn't though. either. But. Did we... N- we didn't know each other when Hush came out. No. I thought that movie was so overrated. I did too, but. For me, that's like the one blemish on Mike Flanagan's Hush is, that I've seen. That's Mike Flanagan? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's his wife in the lead role. She's in a lot of his movies. Um, Hush is the movie where it's the she's deaf, mm-hmm. and then it's like someone breaking into her home. Yeah. 2016. Same year 10 Cloverfield Lane came out. Eight years ago now. I need to rewatch that movie. I do too. Anyway, we went off on a bit of a tangent there. Yes. You said it was, it was like 10 Cloverfield Lane. And then I was going to say, I was going to compare it to the Cloverfield Paradox because this movie's better than the Cloverfield Paradox. It is better Paradox. than the Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> and I don't really remember anything about the Clare- Cloverfield Paradox other than they're like trapped on a ship, kind of. Yeah. Something like Just that. Just a lot of weird things happen in that movie with like no explanations, what yeah. I remember. I like this a lot. It was 
you know, contained to one location, kind of like 10 Cloverfield Lane, and you're not sure who to trust. Mm-hmm. And it's got Mr. Gallagher Jr., <laughs> John Gallagher Jr. in it. So uh, if you like that movie, I think you would find enjoyment out of this. I, if you like a, a nonstop-esque movie, you, you, you'd get a kick out of this. One of the things I'm I'm not sure I, I think it I'm not sure how I feel about it is these characters you don't really know much about them like outside of this ship which I think in some way is kind of interesting because it could you could view it as just like oh like you're someone like else on the ship or whatever you you know you le- and they say you leave politics behind and everything so you, you you know you're just kind of a family on this ship but I think it also does kind of hinder your ability to care for some of these people as much. Like, I feel like there's, there's a couple characters that I, I grew it somewhat attached to, but most of them I was like, eh, they're just, they're just scientists on the space station. I don't know. I think that's okay. Honestly, because I think movies try to do that and it just feels so forced. That's yeah. I was, there, there is a fine balance to do because in, uh, there's a lot of movies like this that are obviously inspired by like Alien, right? Where Alien has a very, the very famous dinner scene where you get a lot of characterization there. You get some backstory on some of the people there and everything. And that's where you grow to grow a lot, like learn to love a lot of people. A lot of movies try to do that. They even have a scene like that here where I thought they were going to do that. And it's oftentimes forced. Alien does it well. Some other movies do it well, mm-hmm. but this a lot of movies don't. I don't know. I I think there is like a balance you could do, where you could. But granted, I don't know. Maybe that's outside of the scope of this movie. And I think so. Uh, I think that uh, this movie works better, in my opinion, with the less information that you have. And I think that the less characterization you have kind of plays into that as well. Cause it's like, I don't really know this person at all. It's true. So can I trust them or not? Um, and the, the, where this movie starts to trip up and stumble is when it just starts giving you more information than the main character has. Like, yeah, it's like the, cause the first of it, well, I don't know, like half of this movie, it's like, you're just limited to the perspective of uh, Kate, Siegel's character. No, no sorry. Kate Siegel's <laughs> Hush. Sorry. Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose. I was on the wrong thing. <laughs> You're looking at Hush still. <laughs> still looking at Hush. Um, yeah, no. Ariana DeBose. Who, yeah. Uh, what else is she, she in? Uh, West Side Story. She won an oh, Oscar that's for that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I think she was also the main character in Wish this last year. Did mm. the voice for that. But... Um, yeah, no, it, you're limited to that scope. And that's kind of what the trailer promises, too, is you you get like you're limited to just the perspective of, of the Americans and everything. So it kind of it heightens this paranoia on the ship. And I think that's where it could be like the strongest. Um, but it does give you a bit too much information too quickly. And as you said, it's outside of the perspective of the main characters. I'm sorry. I just saw the top Google <laughs> review just says space woke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Their brain turned off as soon as Ariana DeBose revealed she had a girlfriend on, yeah. on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Space, Space woke. woke. That's pretty funny. That's I'm really, the there's line. really nothing else in the movie no, that's woke, is it's, it? It's, Other it's, than it's, she just says she has a girlfriend. Yeah, that's literally it. Like, it's, yeah, if anything, it's, if mention. anything, it's like, I can't trust these commie Russians. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back to that, like, 80s Cold War mentality. Yeah. I, 
They gave it two stars out of five, so that space woke didn't completely derail. Maybe it. they did like the the communist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> paranoia. gotta give them credit for calling out those commie <laughs> Russians. Um, yeah, no, I th- I thought it was interesting. I I do think like World War Three breaking out from space was kind of a cool. Uh, aesthetic choice but good visual and it happened yeah. earlier in the movie than i was expecting too like see it which, happened later in the movie than i was expecting. Oh, really i, I was mean, like I guess, gonna happen right away here we go i guess it is just 90 minutes so yeah. like about so pretty short um yeah my thing is it just it doesn't quite stick the landing and once you get more information it's like well now it's just not as interesting because now i know which characters are good and which are not I, yeah, I think the pacing and, and just general ending is kind of weak. I It was, it didn't really feel like a climax was happening when the climax was happening and it was, and then the ending just kind of happens and yeah. it felt kind of unsatisfying. So yeah, that's where it stumbles the most for me, probably. I saw it fun. I like yeah, this. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was yeah. all right. You could do a whole lot worse in this movie, especially yeah. in January. Mm-hmm. It could have been better. Certainly could have been better. Yeah. Could have been a lot worse. That's what I got to say about, about, uh, space woke ISS. (laughs) (laughs) Um, who, who would you recommend this to? Who would I recommend it to? If you like 10 Cloverfield lane, if you like nonstop, if you're somewhere in the middle, (laughs) if you saw the trailer and you're like, that looks somewhat interesting. Um, and you come in with low expectations and understand that the, you know, it just, you know, it's not the best movie you've ever seen. I think there's enjoyment to be had here. Finished seventh at the box office. Wow. That's uh, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Uh, I feel like you're on Greyjoy. Yeah, you're on Greyjoy, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's good. I, I think, like I said, I'm pretty similar to where I was with Book of Clarence. Overall, maybe slightly better. So I think I'll, I'll end at like a six out of ten, probably. It's It's decent. There you go. But it's also, I don't think it's like a must watch in theaters. No, you could, you could wait until this is on, on streaming or whatever. Yeah. Good. Like airplane movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it kind of <laughs> is like, yeah. I don't know what to watch. I got to kill 90 minutes. My flights, you know, an hour, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a good, good airplane movie. It will, you will be engrossed enough in it that you won't be thinking about anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, and there's nothing like you're watching. There's nothing like explicit, like someone your neighbor turns to you and they're like, "What are you watching?" Yeah, yeah, true. Unless they unless they look at it and they're like space woke. Yeah, space woke. <laughs> I saw her mouth that she has a girlfriend uh, yeah, and not she, a boyfriend. <laughs> it's implied in one, one teensy discussion. Yeah. It's like the one bit of characterization that yeah. she gets. Or well, whatever. here's another case of go woke, go broke, Holden. If that line wasn't in the movie, they this <laughs> yeah, would have had a billion dollars. That one line, yeah, yeah. Um, it would have already made its budget back. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna look up something I don't even remember anymore. Uh, that's our non-spoiler review of ISS. We'll dive into spoilers. So if you did watch it, if you were one of the few who went out and saw this. Uh, you can listen to the rest or if you don't care, just listen to the rest of this. Uh, so spoilers going to start after this little jingle. Okay. Spoilers for ISS, Jimmy. Uh, well, we already spoiled that it was super woke. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. That's why I only give it a six out of 10. Just kidding. <laughs> it's not, it does not matter. Um, anyway, uh, 
so we didn't mention Euron Greyjoy really in non-spoilers, and I didn't bring him up really because I wanted to say that he he plays against type here. I think, yeah. he, and I mean, I think they they knew that like when making this when kind of making this movie because at first he's like. There's a, there's a few scenes early in the movie where it's like, oh, he's kind of sinister. Yeah. You're supposed to kind of think that. And I'm like, okay, you're on Is he Greyjoy. messing with the rats? Is he messing with the rats? You're on Greyjoy. He's oftentimes kind of a villainous actor. Uh, but no, he's actually, he's one of the more rational people on, mm-hmm. on this space station. So, yeah. Really, I, I, there was like one bad person on either side. Yeah. Right? And even then, it was like... The the one Russian it guy. It was like was mostly like, the Russian guy that was just like I'm gonna just start this kind of for no reason. Yeah. I mean he so backing up a bit, like the part of the thing that we talked about with getting too much information was just the fact that you find out so early on that the Russians just got like the same orders as the Americans. Well, it's in the synopsis. It says soon the U.S. and Russian astronauts each receive orders from the ground, take control of the station by. Any oh, means I didn't necessary. even I didn't even pick up on that in the synopsis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it stinks because there there is like maybe ten minutes of this movie where you just like know the Americans have these orders, and it's like, and you, the Russians clearly got something, but you don't know mm-hmm. exactly what it is, or they saw something, or or whatever, but you don't know what it is they have. And if they had kept that mystery longer, it would have been just way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, they 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 played their well, hands so early. Yeah, I think the more egregious scene is when, uh, oh, what's her name the 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 girl Russian, mm-hmm. the girl cosmonaut, the female. I, it's like with Nika or something, Veronica, and then it's like Nika or something. Something, like, it? That. something like that. And um, she, yeah. Veronica, Veronica. Veronica. Yeah, and she goes me Nika. And, and um she's like what happened to my American boyfriend guy? And they're like, "Well, I killed her with the space arm." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like and and you're on Greyjoy is like, "I didn't know you were going to kill him with the space arm. I thought we were just cutting off their communications." Mm-hmm. That was just like we shouldn't have seen yeah, like, it was it was Also it, the space arm was dumb. Yeah. Like what? That just, was pretty dumb. <laughs> What like just send him out there and cut off communications or something? I don't know. Like, oh, the antenna's fine or something. Like, there's no camera or anything yeah. that you can see the antenna. I feel like the one Russian guy was just like so villainous for like. I mean, you know, it's it's you know being loyal to one's country, or whatever. I guess you know technically astronauts, at least in America, are military personnel. So you know, there's that whole thing, but. I don't know. It's it's so silly that he's just like willing to drop everything and he really doesn't feel I mean doesn't f- seem to feel much remorse about it. No. Either. There's not much conflict in that character. Which is I mean I think that's where Euron Greyjoy's actor Alexi I think that's where his character becomes more interesting because he does feel a lot of conflict and you see that throughout the movie. He's like I mean he does carry out like cutting off communications and everything and you know, he's he's established to have, you know, quite a loyalty to Russia and everything, but he also has a loyalty to these people. Yeah. So um Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like you need to have some sort of inciting incident to mm-hmm. get things I mean, other than like to get the actual conflict going on. Like one side has to strike first or at least appear to strike first. 
And I feel like that's, that is a really tricky thing to, to pull off in a believable way. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite work here. I still thought the spacewalk thing was a pretty interesting scene to watch. You get that nice yeah. kind of character development between the, like the American crew chief and the, uh, and our main character. Um, yeah. Dr. Gordon Barrett. Dr. Foster. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Foster is Ariana DeBose. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was like a, a decent scene. I thought it went on too long, especially when it's like, well, clearly he's just going to be taken out by the the space. Yeah. It did. It did go on for too long, which I mean, I, I guess they were like probably realistically showing how slow space like walks do go, but yeah, like they probably could have trimmed it down a bit, implied some time jumps or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the, like once you just have the information, it's just, it was like, well, now that the intrigue of it doesn't work anymore, it's not like, um, it's just not like the thing where it's just like, yeah. you have no, like, who do I trust from beginning to end mm-hmm. that sort of thing? Um, just doesn't quite live up to that easier said than done. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. but the, the scene where like, it just was completely immer- immersion breaking when you had the scene where it's like, now we're just following Nika and the Russians talking to each other mm-hmm. in English. Yeah. And I think I, that's, uh, <laughs> I that's, think. <laughs> that's another thing that could have been interesting, uh, was like Veronica, like her, like her loyalties. I think if you didn't know that she like, wasn't aware immediately, like it could have been a lot more interesting. Like, yeah, she had this like romance with, with Gordon and whatever, but you know, she's also a Russian, so who knows? And it kind of seems like she could be playing both sides or whatever. Like it was, I don't know. She but, was going to just blow up this ship all yeah. of a sudden. Well, that, that was also unclear. Like, like she was, so it she was, was a distraction a distraction or she was literally going to blow it up. I don't know. That was yeah. weird. And then she just gets killed. Yeah. Hit in the head. So. Big metal thing. Big metal. Th- I felt her skull breaking. That's what he said. Yeah, that's right. So felt it caving in or something. Yeah, that guy was the worst. Yeah, he was the worst. Christian. I just want to see my kids. I just want to know my my daughters are okay. So I'm gonna kill all you commie Russians. Yeah, he was he was the one that was clearly the most like agitated and on edge and everything. And I, yeah, and he's like where the climax comes in at the end of the movie where they're making the sandwich. Like, or whatever. They don't have knives like that on the ISS. Yeah. There's no way, right? There's no way. I None of their so. food would require that, I don't think, right? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's just like this big like bread knife, but which I think is what they use. There is like there's also like butter knives though, which butter knives make sense. That's fine, but I don't understand the big just <laughs> like mm-hmm. blade they have. Yeah. Well, so again, the first half of this movie works really well because you're really seeing. Th- through the perspective of Dr. Froster, Ariana DeBose's character. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, the parts that really works well is when the Russians are talking to each other in Russian. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. So what are they talking about? Yeah, what are they I saying? And like, why are they speaking in Russian? They know we don't understand Russian and they're mm-hmm. saying this. And, um, you know, it was, um, did, uh, the, the commander, uh, did he understand Barrett, right? Did he understand Russian? There was one of them like kind of spoke Russian. And it I would think be he understood some because probably because of that romance. Yeah. But yeah. I think oh. it 
maybe they both maybe both him and Christian did because they've both been up there before. That yeah. could be it. Like if the Russians kind of like targeted the person who could understand them or you know something like that or mm-hmm. more of of different things. Also, there's this whole like subplot where the space station is falling out of the sky that just does not amount to anything. Yeah. <laughs> it like so is supposed to put a time crunch on it. But then they're just saved at the end of the movie. Yeah, they're like, we need to contact someone. Yeah, you contact someone, they they have to, like, propel them up from, like, mission control or whatever. I don't know. It was bizarre. I don't know if that's a real thing. That feels very fake. (laughs) But it could be wrong. You know what would have been more interesting? And... This was I thought this was like a good idea in the movie was when they talked about like the these treatments for um radioactive poisoning. Mm-hmm. Like should the command should have just been take the radioactive poisoning and return it to the United States. Like yeah. instead of take control of the ISS. I that's my my big problem with the the whole concept is why why is that the priority? Yeah. Like there's clearly much more important things happening on the planet and everything. Why is the ISS like so important that you need to take control of it? I don't know. They needed to do some further explanation, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, who are you communicating with? Like, yeah. Did they not bomb this one place you know i don't know yeah it's i never really saw russia we just saw america in flames yeah i mean i understand like keeping the mystery as to like how much destruction and everything has happened but it is it also just makes some of it yeah like you don't really know like is mission control still around like why are they still around (laughs) why were they not bombed like i don't know and then the end of the movie they're just like where are we going I don't know or whatever like yeah. final lines. I don't know. It was, it felt like that was kind of lame and it just kind of happened. It felt like it wasn't a natural concluding point. I was like, mm-hmm. no, they're just, all right, they're just going back. You could have done even less stuff on the space station, come down and had a whole other kind of moral dilemma when you have these yeah, two characters. That'd and, be kind of interesting maybe. And like, you know, how do they treat this one character? And it's like, this is his science. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole idea of getting to choose who lives and dies, you know? Yeah. Whose hands do you trust? In? I'm like, these are legitimately interesting questions. And they just decide not to explore them. yeah. It's just not... It's know. like a lot of the pieces were there. Like, again, it, this could have been just so much more generic and so much worse. And people are calling it generic and not great. And I think it's better than that. I don't, I don't think it's getting enough credit that it deserves, especially, like, from the visual department of how... Mm-hmm. well the zero gravity is pulled off yeah. like it is very immersive i assume most of i don't i don't know like i know for some like zero g scenes you can do like the whole like plane filming thing where you do like kind of a zero g drop and everything and some movies do that i assume a lot of this was wires and stuff mm-hmm. but looked all so convincing Looked very convincing. This isn't the the Tom Cruise filming in space movie, I guess. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I forgot about that movie. Um, Whenever nah. that comes up. Um, trying to think of any other scenes that I really want to talk about in this. I mean, the, the so the the what's his name Barrett, the Gordon Barrett, the the U.S. commander guy gets space armed and he's just still alive and comes back for like five minutes just to kill the Russian guy and also get killed and get killed. And then that, and then that's it. 
Yeah, I that was very it. That was probably the one of the biggest things where I was like, I, there's no way that could happen because he got like knocked off. And I know there's a whole thing with like orbit and everything. There is put, like potential they could be just going the same speed but he's just still like by the iss like well, he's like holding on it's like yeah. he fell and he grabbed the side of a cliff you know sort yeah of thing. i don't know very silly it was whatever i didn't see that coming i was no. like i thought he was just gone I thought he was gonna bump into george clooney mm-hmm. up there <laughs> um so yeah i i uh that part was weird and it makes me like I need to rewatch that part of Sunshine, right, where they're on mm. the ship and it's a little kind of a thriller. I the spacewalk on Sunshine is very good. I, I like it a lot. But um, yeah, no, it was I liked it. Anything yep. else you got to say? Um, gosh, I feel like I had another like major thing I was gonna bring up. <laughs> now I'm blanking. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It was it was all right. <laughs> That's. It was all right. That was fine. There we go. You, yeah, you turned to me after the movie. You're like, that was painfully average or whatever you said. Yeah. I was like, Which I, I like, I, I think I'm still kind of at that. I mean, six out of 10, maybe a little bit more than just straight average, but it's, it's not as bad as it could have been, but I think there's also a lot of missed potential there. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Well, if you had any kind of opinions you wanted to share, tell us why we're wrong. Put that down yes. in the comments if you're on YouTube. You can email into tompodcast at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts as well. But with that, Holden, we got to go to our last segment of the show, which, of course, is what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy, uh, for what are you doing this week? I watched a few things. Finished Echo. Nice. Uh, I have not started. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> kind of figured. Uh, yeah, pretty good. I think the fi- like it has the Marvel thing where the last episode is the weakest. That usually happens unless it's Loki. So, but I think the rest <laughs> of the show is is pretty good. So, there's that. Uh, I watched a movie called Shallow Grave, um, mm. which is apparently is it about three feet. Uh, no. No. Three feet. What do you mean? Well, graves are usually six feet. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> you never heard that? Buried no. six feet under? Oh, okay. Did not make that connection. Hmm. Makes sense, though. There you go. Uh, anyway, no, this is uh, Danny Boyle's first movie. Funny you mentioned mm. Sunshine earlier, actually. Uh, Danny Boyle's first movie. It's like one of Ewan McGregor's first performances, too. Mm. Um, it's this weird movie. It's a thriller about these uh, three roommates who like are they're, uh, interviewing for a fourth roommate. They have this fourth one come on and then he just dies. He like overdoses like the first night he's there and they find like a big briefcase full of money. And so it's just kind of this like weird little thriller crime thriller movie. I really liked it. Had a lot of style. Um, I think it's like clear that Ewan McGregor is like a star from his like very early on. He's very, he's this like very poofy, like weird hair, very nineties looking, Mm. but very talented um, Hi, I'm here to be the new home roommate. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, it was. You very don't good. want to really sell me any it. death sticks. <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life. Um, but yeah, and then uh, other than that, I started watching The Curse, um, the Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone show on Showtime, also Paramount Plus. 
Um, really good. I'm three episodes in really liking it. It is incredibly uncomfortable for a lot of this, this show. It is uh, like, I described it to you. I like, I feel like the feeling is that it's like a feeling you get when you watch Nathan for you sometimes, except it's applied to like a, a comedy, a scripted comedy drama. Mm. So sometimes the awkwardness comes from like awkwardly laughing. Sometimes it's just pure awkwardness. It's, but I think it's very well done. I think both of them are very good in it. Uh, Benny Safdie is also, I think he co-wrote it and he's like kind of the third lead in it. He's, he's very good as well. Um, really like it. I've heard it ends very crazy. Very excited to see how that ends, but nice. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, Jimmy, out of all things, I finished Metroid prime and I started playing power wash simulator. <laughs> Power wash simulator. Yeah, it's that must of, be satisfying. It, it well, yeah. That, so it's the one of the free games on PlayStation Plus this month, and I had heard like good things about it. And then it's it's literally the entire game is you just go and you like clean things with a power washer, and these things are like obscenely dirty, and you can like buy upgrades and stuff like new nozzles and whatnot. But it is incredibly satisfying and relaxing. I like I lose track of time when I'm playing this game. It's very Zen, I think is a good way to put it. Hmm. Um, but I like putting on like a podcast or something in the background because there's no music in the game or anything. So it's just something you kind of listen to while playing. Very fun game. It has a lot of like weird crossover stuff. There's like level packs you can get like official level packs for back to the future, which is completely random. There's a SpongeBob clean one. off the DeLorean. Uh, the, probably that's one of them. Um, there's a SpongeBob one. There's a Final Fantasy VII remake one. I think there's a Tomb Raider one. Just like random crossovers, and apparently they're still making them. Um, but I thought it was it's it's very good. I'm very addicted to it. I spent way too much of yesterday playing this game. <laughs> I didn't have much going on. And to, to each their own hole. And if you find something you like, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. No. It's it's just a game. I have such a backlog of games, and I saw this was free. And I was like, I'll try it. I've heard like good things about it. And now I'm like hooked. So we'll see. Nice. Um, but what about you, Jimmy? What have you been up to? Holden. I actually watched a movie this week. Insane. Incredible. Inc- incredible. I just, Friday night was free. I didn't feel like doing anything. I was like, you know what? I need to cross a movie off my list. Been on my watch list forever. Mm-hmm. And that would be Bong Joon-ho's Memories of Murder from 2003. Yes. Um was excellent. I think it took a little bit to get going a little, a little for me. Slow, but I yeah. I did watch it in two halves because I was getting really tired Friday night. In any movie where I have to read subtitles, it just my brain just I start falling asleep. Um, but excellent. It was. I, I thought it was really well done. I did not realize it was based on a true story until yeah, the movie that surprised ended. Me, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, very, very well done, well acted movie that I think gets better as it goes. Um, the one guy from Parasite was so good in it. Yes. Um, the actor's name. So I, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. So if you, it, it's very much along the lines of like a, a seven, a Zodiac, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say, very similar. Uh, David Fincher feels like a little bit of a precursor to like a. Um, uh, True Detective season one kind yeah, of similar yeah. vibes. It wouldn't be surprised if they were inspired by that movie. So yes, Memories of Murder. If you liked any of those things I just listed, and you're a fan of Bong Joon Ho, which why wouldn't you be? Um, go go check it out. 
A lot of drop kicks in that movie. <laughs> There's one character <laughs> who's literally it's his entire role is just jumping and kicking people. It's so funny. I, I remember watching <laughs> it like, three or four times. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things that stands out in my memory. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, no that that's a uh, that's a uh, memories of murder. Uh, it's not really on any streaming things. I don't. It believe, might be Hulu. So. I didn't see it when I pulled it up. Okay. But, um, it was at one point on Hulu. It could be, not be anymore. Uh, as of recording today, it's not on anything. Okay. So I rented it on YouTube for four bucks. Sure. Um, so it was worth it. You can also borrow it from Holman. He's got it on the criteria. I've got the criteria. <laughs> Blu-ray or? Yeah, Blu-ray. Yeah. So just, just ask Holman. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. That's a, uh, that's uh, all I think I've got because uh, oh no I actually have been reading old and I've been I well, oh am reading God, nerd <laughs> I'm reading Watchmen finally oh, and yes. kind of again I'm two I'm at the end of the second chapter I'm just finishing it up but like I it? yeah I do I just am I I can only read for like I do it right before bed so I last like ten to fifteen minutes <laughs> so it's gonna be a little bit of. And then you time. can finally watch the HBO series. Yeah, too. and and the Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is my favorite Zack Snyder movie. That's right. Um, so there we go. So that's that's the plan because Emily read it a long time ago. So really? I think <laughs> the plan is to she read it like a year ago. So to watch, to read it, then watch the Zack Snyder movie together, kind of refresh. You have your own copy now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You had my copy borrowed for like three years. Yes, I started reading it. We were doing the podcast. It was like so, yeah. right before COVID. It was like the winter of 2019 when I was reading it. I got about this where I am now. Mm-hmm. So there we go, Holden. That's all I got for this week. Uh, what are we doing next week? Do we have a movie coming out? I don't think there is, but Oscar noms come out this week on oh, Tuesday. Wow. So we could do an Oscar nom. Yeah. Well, I have uh, Peacock for a month or whatever, so okay. I could do the holdovers. Holdovers is almost certainly going to be nominated. Maestro's on Netflix. That'll probably be nominated. Maestro? Um, that's right. We, ta- we talked about that before. Maestro. Maestro. Um, I can't remember. Poor Thing still isn't anywhere. I'm, I'm entirely going off of predictions here, but anatomy yeah. of a fall. Is that on anything? I don't think so yet. That'll probably get nominated zone of interest. My, that hasn't been anywhere yet. We already saw Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah, we, we already saw Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be coming at you with some sort of Oscar nomination. Yeah. yeah we got when a do we, do we get the, when do the nominees come out? Here? Uh, Tuesday, I think so, so yeah. we got a little, we got some time. We'll decide. We'll do one of them. Probably. There we go. Uh, but that's that's the podcast for this week. Colin, you yes. can take us home. Yeah. Uh, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or donate to our Patreon. And I believe that's it. Yeah. If you're like, why are these episodes getting so much shorter? You can blame Disney for dropping Echo all at once. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have really any TV shows going on oh, right now. I have been watching uh, 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 Percy Jackson. Oh yeah, I'm, I think I'm I still only that. I still have only seen the second episode. I think we've four episodes in. Okay. I like it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like the first. I'm episode. like, wow, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Gateway Orange. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mount Olympus is on top of the Empire State. Oh, yeah. I remember that part. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda's in it again. Yeah, he's Hermes, right? Hey, I'm Hermes and I'm Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Here, have a shoe. You're my son. Have you seen, has Lance Reddick showed up yet? No, he's not. He has not showed up yet, unfortunately. 
But uh, yeah, no. Well, we can maybe talk about that sometime when Holden yeah. gets around to watching it. But uh, that's the podcast for this week. We'll see you next time. Adios, pantalones. Love you.